think they closed at six. Yeah. What up, everyone? It is Nate with Street Wave. I am here with Hike at Messenger on a Thursday night. What's going on, man? What's up, guys? Hey. Um, so I know a little bit about you. I know that you're talented in like videoing. You're a videographer, and then on the on not just the side, but you also do leather on the side. So. I want to know your story, where you're from. Listeners want to know where you're from. So, what's up, man? All right. I'll try and make this as short as possible. So, uh, I grew up in the Northeast. Um, spent most of my life in uh, Connecticut, New York, and Vermont. Um, went to school up in Vermont. Moved to New York after school and spent four years working in the entertainment industry. Uh, I worked for a film distribution company called Magnolia Pictures. Uh, if you watch any Netflix movies, you've probably seen a lot of their documentaries. Um, and then I spent uh, about a year and a half, two years working for a talent agency as a talent assistant, um, basically uh, just covering phones. And um, it's a really cool way to learn how the entertainment industry works. Uh, after that, I worked as a producer on a daily digital show for Disney and Yahoo. Um, did that. We shot it every day in this actress and comedian's kitchen. Uh, shot it in the morning, edited it, and uploaded it to Yahoo servers. So it was like really fast turnaround time. Um, did that for a year. And uh, while I was doing that, uh, a friend of mine um, who I went to school with reached out to me uh, and asked for some help with a website for a company that she and her sister were trying to start called Sword and Plow. Um, and the idea behind the company uh, sort of was generated through her experience uh, growing up in a military family and then working or as an uh, army officer. Um, and uh, she and her sister came up with this idea to take surplus military material and repurpose it into bags for men and women, handbags, messenger bags, tote bags. Uh, so we would take leather canvas um, and, or take canvas and add leather accents and brass hardware. Um, and uh, everything's made in the United States. We work with manufacturers that are veteran-owned or that employ veterans, and then donate 10% of our profits back to veteran organizations. So there's a strong social component to the brand. And um, I helped them launch the business through Kickstarter. Uh, our goal was to raise $20,000, and we ended up raising 312000 And we basically used the money that we generated through that campaign to launch the brand. Um, and after the uh, Kickstarter launch, we realized that if we wanted to sort of take this seriously and really build the brand, we needed additional products. Um, and I uh, was home one weekend and whipped out my mom's old sewing machine, little tabletop machine, and started messing around with that. Uh, tried to sew leather with it, ended up breaking it. Um, so I went on Craigslist and found a really old uh, Singer heavy-duty industrial machine from like the 1930s fixed it up um, and kind of just taught myself how to sew and design um, and I ultimately became the company's creative director and product designer uh, so did that for six years um, and uh, that's sort of how I developed you know all of the skill sets that I utilize now um, you know when we needed uh, product photography video work lookbook shots um, I just did it all. I was the in-house photographer and videographer um, and uh, product designer. Um, you know, taught myself how to do pattern making. Um, worked with our manufacturers to take the designs that I created uh, into production. Um, and uh, let's see. Um, yeah, ended up, uh, you know, 
living or moving back, went to school in Vermont and then um, was living in New York at the time, moved back to Vermont um, and uh, moved to Kansas City with my wife about three years ago for her job. Her family's from the Kansas City area and she kind of wanted to move back there. And um, uh, about a year ago, I left Sword and Plow full time. I still consult for them and I launched my own line of hand stitched leather goods. Um, and I've been doing that for the last year and also just working as a freelance videographer and uh, photographer on the side as well. So. What a fucking story, man. Like, what a, what a background of, um, of how many different places you worked and then, like, combining into, like, almost like a Swiss army knife. Now yeah. you're, you weren't just, like, you know, a single blade of, a, of an artist. You were doing more than that. Um, so... I will, I will say that the, I think that there is the, the one thing that sort of, you know, holds all those experiences together is, is creativity. Yeah. You know, so everything that I've done, I, I, I'm a pretty creative person and I, and I need, I sort of thrive on that and I need that. And so everything I've tried to do has been, uh, has somehow revolved around that, that need to, you know, fulfill, yeah. uh, my desire to be creative. Yeah. Um, when, when did your creativeness or the, that feeling of, of getting more creative happen? Was that, like, younger in high school or...? Uh, I, well, I've always really liked working with my hands. You know, like, as a kid, I uh, was always, like, uh, building um, rockets. And I had, like, playing with toy trains. And when I was really little, uh, you know, I loved Legos and, and um, you know, connects and all those sort of... Uh, uh, creative toys that you can build things with hey, and I, legos legos yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh you know i was sort of almost like obsessed with it uh and i think so so just you know from a very young age uh that um you know desire to to, to be able to use my hands uh, was really important and uh you know when i was working in new york initially i sort of had more of a desk job and i i realized over the course of a year or two that i really didn't like just sitting at a desk and you know um responding to emails uh, I wanted to be running around doing things and specifically doing things with my hands and so yeah. I sort of tried to tailor my um, you know uh, uh, the next stage of my life um, in a direction that would allow me to do that right and did um did each chapter through your different um, experiences did that all just line up um, magically or did you had to do some connections or some work on that side yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, I've thought about that a lot. Uh, I feel that I was fortunate in that a lot of the opportunities that were presented to me sort of just fell into my lap um, as organically as they can. Uh, you know, I think I did make a, a concerted effort to sort of to, to, to um, you know, move myself forward in, the, in that general direction that I, I thought I wanted to head. But, uh, you know, working for Sword and Plow, you know, um, helping launch that business again started out as a favor to a friend uh, ultimately turned into a full-time job um, you know the the skills that I des- developed uh, as a photographer and videographer and designer all developed out of that experience at Sword and Plow you know I essentially it was a small team there were four of us uh, I pretty much taught myself how to do everything on my own you know there was no one uh, no higher no one sort of leading the way um, as far as those skills go, it was, you know, we need to get this done. No one knows how to do it. Let's figure it out. 
I think it's cool because it's like taking initiative. It's not waiting around for someone to like take you by the hand and be like, here you go. You know, you you were like, I need to learn this. So I'm just going to do the research. Exactly. And, you know, I think in the startup space, uh, anyone who's who's worked in startups or for for small businesses will will tell you that 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 initiative is essential to the growth and the survival of the the business. Uh, You know, and it all sort of, again, everything I've learned um, all those skill sets were uh, were self-taught and out of necessity. Yeah, yeah. Um, the creatives groups here in Kansas City, is there anyone that you, you are helping with or you're part of right now? Uh, yeah, so I've done a lot of stuff with the Casey Creatives, um, which is sort of the um, like photography and videography uh, group in Kansas City. I know there's a lot of really cool creative organizations and I think that's you know I've only been in Kansas City in the Midwest for now about three years and I've just been really uh, excited to see um, how vibrant the creative community is here you know it wasn't something I was really expecting and I I think the first two years I was here I sort of lived under a rock because I was so focused on this running this other business and um, in the last year I've really had an opportunity to uh, to branch out and, and meet new people and, and sort of explore what the city has to offer. And uh, it's just been really amazing to, s- to see that there are so many other like-minded people out there. Yeah, because I feel like artists is, like you said, going underneath a rock to feel comfortable and to feel right. Or, or like you said, you were busy on working on other projects. Um, at, at times become like almost mundane or like there has to be something more out here in the city. We're in the Midwest, we're in Kansas City, Missouri. There has to be something more. Um, how do you feel on the creativity here so far going into 2019? Uh, personally or as uh, good, I, you know, I think, I think last year, I spent the last year or, or the better half of the last year sort of exploring a lot of different new outlets and trying to figure out what I want to do. And I'm still trying to figure that out. But, uh, you know, I feel like I've had a lot of personal growth in the last year. Um, you know, I kind of, in March of 2018, went off on my own and, um, you know, launched this leather goods business and started doing more freelance video work. Um, and, you know, uh, those are two areas that um, are separate, but they actually kind of overlap in a lot of the video work that I've gotten has been because people have seen my leather work and a lot of my leather sales have been generated through, you know, connections I've made through my video work. So it, it, you know, again, it kind of, yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand, but I think for 2019, um, you know, it's just going to be a a lot of continuing to figure out exactly what I wanted to, um, and, you know, where I want to, or how I want to continue to develop those skill sets. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to let you know, Streetwave is definitely a supporter of you. That's why we have you here, and we're really excited to see you grow, especially in 2019. Um, so we come to the part where we ask a silly question. If you're an animal, what kind would you be and why? Uh, look at him. He's been thinking about this for a minute. Oh, man, that's hard. Are you going to edit this, or can you cut it? Is it all in one take? <laughs> All right, give me one second. <laughs> no, no, that's all good. Well, let's move on to something else then. Your 2019 goals. We we're talking about 2019 and creativity in the city, but I want to more talk about you and yourself. With working with leather and, you know, your videography work, is there any goals that you have for any for either of those sides of your business right now? Uh, yeah, so the, you know, 
The video work, I think that one of the frustrating things I've found in the Kansas City area is that the, you know, there's not a lot of money for the fun, like really creative projects. Uh, the projects that pay are, tend to be sort of the boring uh, sit-down interviews um, and uh, more like corporate type work. Uh, and what I would love to do is start to get paid uh, to work on some larger, more creative projects. Yeah. Uh, as far as the, uh, you know, the leather business goes, um, something that, uh, or a new development that occurred, you know, within the last month, and this is something that I, one of my goals is actually, uh, was to start working with exotic skins, alligator. And I actually, um, got my first, uh, wallet commission, um, uh, for a alligator skin I know this guy wallet yes go ahead and drop his name yeah um, for Dan uh, no, no uh, um, he, uh, it's uh, name? it's Josh but he goes by um, Dapper Latino yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah great dude yeah yeah we've been following each other on the gram yeah. so I'm so I'm making him a um, would you do something by or python uh, act, uh, yeah if you if someone wanted to python I'm gonna try it I can get anyway. Python skins, but yeah. Anyway, um, I've I've since I started uh, making hand stitched leather goods. Uh, one of the things that I really wanted to do was get into working with exotic skins, and um, the skins are really expensive, and so it was hard for me to justify the cost without having a client approach me. Um, and so I've got that client now, and I'm making him a custom uh, alligator skin wallet. It's going to look awesome. Uh, the other goal that I have is to start exploring. Uh, bag production. So uh, I do have a background in designing bags, but they're canvas bags with leather accents. And I would love to start making like high-end luxury, uh, all leather hand-stitched bags. Which is why I hit you up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and as you found out, they're very expensive. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, with that, the, the, I'm actually, the, the first project is a, uh, a Christmas present for last Christmas present for my wife. Um, I'm designing her and making her a custom handbag. Um, yeah. And depending on how that goes, uh, I will uh, potentially try to pursue that further. I think the challenge with that is because the price point is so high. I mean, we're talking like you know three, four thousand dollars for a bag because uh, it's all hand stitched. It takes a lot of work. Um, uh, the challenge with that is finding the customer, and it's out. They're out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are 100% people that will yeah. spend five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars on a. You know, yeah. Hermes is selling twenty thousand dollar bags. So, uh, you know, it's not unheard of. But it, but finding that customer can be a challenge. And, and at that level, it's you know, you're essentially paying an artist for a commission piece. Uh, and I think that's something I'm still sort of trying to decide what I want from the leather business. You know, do I want to be a sort of a a, a brand that you know, that, um, that produces uh, products on a large scale and sells them um, and generates revenue that way? Or do I want to operate as more of a, you know, an artist who's being commissioned to do one-offs, uh, you know, where someone is paying a premium for that custom wallet or that custom bag? Uh, you know, I do really like the relationships that I can build at that level uh, where, you know, where I can sit down with the client and you know, and work, work their sketches and show them a bunch of materials and, you know, the, the different leathers that they can work with and the colors and the picking out the thread. And, and that's sort of a unique opportunity. And, yeah. and people seem to really appreciate that. Hell yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, I believe, like, 
being honest and real and genuine and sincere about what you do and sitting down with someone and showing them what you do and having that feel and touch, I think that's even more of being a great, great manufacturer in the long run. You know what I mean? Like people would be like, oh, remember that one time he came and sat down and he was like, yeah, I do. He was there. And he designed this bag for me, which I wish I need a new tote bag. So maybe we can talk yes, about that more. I need a new tote bag. Yeah, not three thousand dollars. I mean, if I had a three thousand dollar tote bag, that'd be something else. Um, so we're winding down a little bit more. Can we go back to the animal yeah, question? Okay. All right, we're here, listeners. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So this this maybe is weird, uh, but I would say I think my animal would be a sloth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so why? There's. They're, they're slow and methodical, and that's something that I've, you know, uh, that I feel um, <laughs> I can be at times. And, I, you know, I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I like to take my time. Um, you know, I like to do things right. Uh, and for me, it's, it's really important to um, that that end product, you know, whether it be a photo or a video or uh, a, a leather wallet, um, be perfect. Uh, and um, you know, so uh, I'm a big believer in you know slow and steady wins the race. Oh, 100 percent. Don't don't be that hair. Don't be that you know. I don't. Zoomer. I don't like to rush. I don't like to rush into things. Uh, you know, even at the most basic level, when I'm thinking about buying you know a new tool or you know a new piece of camera equipment, I'm, I'm spending you know hours researching what to get uh you know just and and i think that um you know that sort of uh you know that attention to detail and that sort of um that ability to sort of take a step back and really uh think through things and and, you know take it slow and one step at a time has um uh allowed me to be successful at what i do Um, you know that that being said, I, I think that, you know, it can also hold you back. And, it, and I found that it is, has held, held me back at times. Um, but, you know, uh, having, you know, being self-aware and understanding what your, your limitations are or what, or what, you know, what those inhibiting factors are, I think is, is really important. And, um, and so, you know, I'm, uh, I'm sort of constantly sort of teetering that line where it's, you know, trying to keep myself in check, but also making sure that I'm, I'm, you know, really taking my time and doing the, the best that I can. Awesome. Phone call during the interview. It's never happened. Oh, That's great. The first time ever. No, no, it's great. Um, so winding down a little bit more to the end of the conversation, our interview, um, where can we find out what's going on in your life and how can we support you? Where are you at? Okay, so uh, for the leather goods, uh, you can follow me um, at Goods by Hike. That's Goods by H-A-I-K, which is my name. Um, and you can check out my website, www.goodsbyhike.com. And then for my uh, video work and everything else that I do, um, I'm on Instagram at take underscore A underscore hike, H-A-I-K, take a hike. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> uh, and then my uh, portfolio site is just my name, hikekavukshian.com. And I don't need to spell it. You'll figure it out. <laughs> just pronounce it back to yourself. You'll know how it is. Well, man, I um, appreciate your time and everything and what you said. Um, what I like to do is give the artist just one more um, like minute 
to if you have anything encouraging you want the listeners to listen to if if you have any encouraging words or any wisdom that you'd like to share um if you don't you can just drop the mic and we can just close it there's no pressure on it um it's all on you uh i think you know it it took me a while to figure this out uh but you know it's really important to to do what you love um and that may sound a little cliche but i think that you know we get too caught up in what everyone else thinks of you know who we are and our work and you know especially you know this uh this day and age with social media as it is you know there's sort of this need for validation this constant need for validation and i think you know, my advice is just take a step back and, and, you know, don't worry about what other people think. And just do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're doing what you love, then who cares? And, and you're able to make it work, you know, you're able to make a living doing that, then, you know, who cares what other people think? Yeah. It doesn't matter how many likes or comments or followers you have. Yeah, definitely. If, if you're doing what you love and you're smiling every day and you're joyful what you're doing, I definitely believe in the same thing. We believe in definitely that. Um, well, Hike, it's been a good conversation. It's been a good time. Messenger's almost closing, so we should probably, you know, yeah, we're shutting them down. We're shutting this place down. Right, right? On the way out. Um, Hike, I appreciate your time, man. And we out. Thanks so much. Yeah.